Hello and welcome to the Conscious Community Cafe. My name is Misha. The recording you're about to listen to was a live conversation around a lunchtime tea between neighborhood friends, Ramola, Jocelyn, and Ben and myself about our intentions and desires for creating a community gathering. Please enjoy the conversation and um, if you're free, we would love to for you to join the ga- our first gathering next Sunday um, in London, Ontario. Thank you. Thank you. May I have a little splash? Oh, I like the mic. Oh, yeah, milk? Yeah. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah. So, so it's recording. Oh, good. And um, off we go. So yeah, so we're just enjoying a nice lunch and um, now enjoying our tea and talking about this gathering. And I really appreciate you, your leadership, kind of slowing us down there to make sure that we actually do get some recording so that we have something to share. And I wish you would repeat the thing you said about love. When was that? Just um, what was important to you about meeting with people Mm. in terms of yeah so I guess we were just talking each about why we want to do this gathering and um, and I'm just reminded in kind of how we've we've just discussed each of our own sort of desires around how um, for me it's really important to to have the space to explore vulnerability in relationship and that um, my practice of of kind of loving myself and then loving the people that are important to me, like each of you guys, is to lean into those relationships and really um, really explore what we can create together. Um, and also kind of that space of offering, um, offering the humanity of my vulnerability to my community, even in the, even the vulnerability of creating, that even even reaching out to friends to say, do you want to create something together, is a vulnerable and courageous act. Um, And to share that, then also in our gathering, to kind of be able to share that with other people as well. Yeah. Thank you. And I like what you said, Jocelyn, about changing the conversation that, that reminds people that there there's a different type of conversation that they can have that makes them feel a little more uplifted than falling into the traps of the day-to-day frustrations of things. So I, I, it'd be great if you could repeat that as well. Well, a, a, a conversation that is based on inquiry and on what I call generative ideas so that Rather than coming to the conversation with what I think I know or trying to find out what you know, with the purpose of what can we learn together? Where can we go that we haven't explored before? Mm -hmm. And that isn't based on our stories of the past. Is there a way to sort of park that at the door and come in and say, what, what might we learn because this happens to me all the time and it happens when I'm teaching there's a lot that I know about my subject matter 
But every time a person opens their mouth and starts to sing, I learn something new. And if I don't bring so much of what I know to bear on this situation, but if I stay in what can I learn that will help this person learn what they want to know. Sometimes they want to know what I know, but they also want to know what they're after with their own particular life. And so, can and and so I feel if I'm with three other people as I am with you, there's a chance that I can leave this meeting thinking about things I've never thought about, knowing things that I've never known. But if I'm too busy with what I'm bringing or what I care about or what is important to me, I can block that from happening. Mm. It reminds me of that idea of sort of like, the, you know, that we're, we're looking to explore the journey rather than the destination. Mm-hmm. And so that place of when we come into any conversation um, with expectation about the destination, um, how can we actually be present for the journey? Yeah, and as adults, we're constantly asking, are we there yet? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be a kid thing. Yeah, but, it's actually yeah. An adult. but in different ways, that's, that's what right. we do. Yeah. Well, I do that because I'm looking for a place to rest. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's um, this idea of asking myself to be alert and awake. And I don't think I have to be, but I've. Uh, there's a responsibility like I need to take my rest time when I take my rest time mm. and not be casual when I'm in the presence of others and take their presence for granted mm. yeah. but I, I think that presence is the avenue to that intimacy that conversation can, can bring through this, these conversations, we get to explore how we are genuinely and authentically intimate with the moment, with ourselves, where we have that line between story and um, being with, and how to create community through those conversations, how to create community through how I know myself. You're talking about that vulnerability. And, and being reflective of vulnerability without it being story mm-hmm. yeah and to even be able to have sort of both at the same time to be able to know that I can be in a story and the story can be real for me and also I can know that the story is also just part of this moment and the story is changing every day my awareness and my understanding of the story is changing even as I engage with it um, so it's interesting it's part of for me, why I'm curious to explore this even in London, Ontario, where I grew up when I've lived abroad now for, well, I've lived outside of London for 15 years. Um, And there's a way that I've been really engaging in this way of like sharing and exploring different types of of gatherings. Um, Sort of the more formal like lectures all the way to, you know, Burning Man where you're just like, walking around looking each other in the eye or something just all different kinds of experiences um and to now it's for me feels very vulnerable to to 
to explore this in London, where um, I'm not as I'm not as um, anonymous, um, and that to me is also part of this gathering. It's that we we have impact in the world. I'm not. There was a way that I was using anonymity to sort of like sneak around behind the curtains and I didn't really have to take very much responsibility to engage in the things that my heart was being like excited about um, and so part of like the reveal of even just saying okay let's get together let's like explore this let me know what really matters to your heart and let me know how can I support you um, f for me there's a part of like it's almost also honoring and respecting the place that I've come from and the place that's raised me in a certain way and I've gone out and done these things and I want to come back and I want to put it to service. Um, and I need support to do it. So it's also me living out my, my integrity and the authenticity of like practicing what I preach. Like I can't do this by myself. I need support. So I'm calling you guys because I, I love and value you. And I want, and I believe that, that it, even that level of like attraction that we have to each other is somehow because I'm also supposed to support you. I don't think I would be attracted to you if I wasn't. Hmm. And so hopefully that kind of, that space of community can support others as well, or that, that sort of intention or that spirit. Yeah, and it's, it feels like it's going to, open up conversations that we really want to have but are still hidden away inside and, I, and just just sitting here listening to the three of you speak I, I wondered a couple of times I why I often find myself in the company of just other women and it's it's really because uh, from what I've seen in some of these retreats or trainings that I've gone to women are a lot more drawn to them than men are and I think growing up with mostly women around me, I just felt a lot more comfortable. And uh, what just occurred as you were all talking is one of these vulnerable places uh, for me, which is a conversation that I think will come out a lot more now. So I left sports when I was in my mid-20s because I didn't like the, uh, the fighting and I didn't like the conflict and the difficulty of interacting with men. And it was just last year that, that our son, my son, actually asked me to play uh, grown-up adult baseball with him. And I grew up a son of a carpenter working with him in the summer, so I know the culture. Virtually everybody on our team <coughs> are carpenters. Mm. And there's a lot of drinking that goes on in every game. And so there's the opportunity to observe, and not just observe, but to interact with my son in a way that is so important. There are things that I avoided with him for years, but now they're right in our face when somebody on our team uh, gets in a fight with the umpire or somebody on the other team. How do you handle that? Mm. Sure, you want to be a little competitive, but not really. But to stay kind of connected, you're a little competitive on the surface. So uh, it's not nothing I really... It's something that I will get into much deeper, but I just recognized here that these are the types of conversations that will open up opportunities that I didn't even know was there, but I realize now why he asked me to play and why it's so important to play with him when we can. Mm. 
and to learn from him and the others, but also to be that type of, of man that I really want to be in terms of being fun and light, but also with boundaries and reminding ourselves what we're here for. And we're here for to deepen connection, to enjoy our time together. And uh, in, in his case, it's, it's really a lot of fun. And, and then that really um, strengthens our relationship together. So that, that just was really a gift um, from seeing everybody talk about uh, what makes him feel vulnerable. Mm. Thanks for sharing. I'm also aware of the ease. I think each of us in our own ways have tried to create opportunity for connection and community and conversation. And by doing it in this way, I think we, it's not one person holding gathering community and hosting. It's this co-creative experience of just letting it emerge. And that allowance is something that I'm very grateful for because there doesn't feel like the organizing and the pushing. The, mm. it, the creation comes out of what already is a longing to have meaning in conversation, a longing to further thoughts and ideas that actually feel um, we're able to put them into action. Mm. And I think so much of um, the change that so many of us long for in specific areas and we need to think it like people have been expressing to us change for ecological things or you know um, education various things that are really important for them but at the basis of it is just this engagement engagement mm -hmm. and then out of that we'll find a way to do something. Yeah, and through the engagement, the intimacy strengthens. And when that happens, you can't help but to notice what really needs to, to fix or to, to help out a situation. Yeah. Yeah. When we create an environment that brings our shoulders down and we feel open and we create, all the activism that can happen occurs. So when we create this environment where there's ease of breath and ease of presence to ourselves things just happen exponentially it's not a linear relationship I find so whether it's the environment or activism in another area I feel like it occurs when we create that environment for uplifting each other because there's so much more we can do when we feel uplifted mm -hmm. and each of us has one part of mm -hmm. something it doesn't mean that we all are doing gun violence or mm -hmm. activism for women it's that they we're creating spaciousness that allows for that to occur yeah because to me it's really that space of nurturing like the life force energy that's in each of us and so it's it's taking a real responsibility for that energy that we've been given as well to say like what kind of nourishment do I need like for me to operate a human body I need to feed this body three times a day there are some there's some like heart and soul nourishment that I need also to be able to stand in my integrity up for something that matters to my heart. And that's beyond, you know, three meals a day for me. Um, and so that's really the place that for me, when I started thinking about this a number of years ago, um, 
I just sort of had this this kind of intuition that if everybody felt fully supported to follow their heart's desire, then would we even have any of the problems that we do in the world? Because if everybody could actually use their energy towards the one the thing that they're most inspired to do, some someone will cover each of the things. And we don't all need to be focused at the same thing. We'll each have it covered. Um, and so, yeah, to me, it's really, it's like, it's sort of, um, it's, 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 a way, it's a maturity of responsibility for my own existence in a way. And, and responsibility can be a really like heavy word. And to me, it's like, how can I make that really light that it doesn't matter what I need. If I need like dance parties or if I need you know, whatever to paint my nails or whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, but it's only me that knows it. And it's me that's responsible for kind of seeking that out and, and asking for that support. And, so you're almost asking for a name change for this group, like the soul, soul food, soul food cafeteria, or the bistro soul food. So we are serving up dishes of nourishment for your soul. <laughs> for each of us, I don't know. Yeah. Right. I think in, in what you said, there is an assumption that what we want will not deplete another. Mm. Right, and. Um, and so I think um, that, yes, what we want and what we're drawn to and, and what we're passionate about, but insofar as it never diminishes another, you know. And, and so then I think yeah. that's why we need to be in community, mm-hmm. you know, um, in isolation. How he's laugh, I was um, on a three-month retreat. I was basically in silence. I spoke only a couple other times at meals. I I really didn't see anybody for three months. And I felt I was perfect. <laughs> you know, like I just had no conflict. Mm-hmm. I had nothing but enlightened thoughts all day, every day. It was just magnificent. But I didn't have to take care of anybody else's yeah. needs or... And, and, and so I think that that's where it get, it's complex. It's really, really complex yeah. to know how to be in community in a way that one's self and aspirations and ideas and things can be realized and yet at a pace and in a way mm-hmm. that is inclusive. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to this idea of a community of consciousness because what I want to learn is how do we be more inclusive? Mm-hmm. Because to go back to your idea of being anonymous, I too had that privilege of moving thousands of miles away from everybody and operating without having to be mindful that I could offend somebody I was going to have dinner with that evening. You know, I could sort of... But if if I'm going to be rooted in a community that includes people with all sorts of values that are not mine, then this is is the conversation I'm excited to have. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I have people I love very, very dearly who like to hunt. And uh, the idea of hunting is really 
hard on me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well. And and it's it's not um, I don't even know if it's an ethical or a moral stance. I just know that it really bothers me to see something struggling mm-hmm. at the end of its life for life when when it would not be its time of choice or something. You know, like there's yeah. just there's something about that struggle that is never been okay with me. And so maybe through my interaction with hunters, I could heal that or or expand that or evolve that or come to a place where I'm never going to be a hunter, but I'll never judge you for being a hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I've come to also uh, uh, being a vegetarian for nearly three decades. Um, but I've always felt that it was a lot more ethical for people to get their meat that way, even though I couldn't stand it myself because of the same thing that you just described, of, of seeing the animal go through that. Um, but I, I, because of it, I've gone out a couple of times hunting with people, with, without hunting myself, but just to see the process. And it was really difficult, but I still stand by it as being a lot more ethical than the vast majority of our animal treatment in, in our systems that we have going on, even though it's changing. Now, I, I also wanted to briefly say that I, I had a similar... Um, experience that you both described about being anonymous by moving to a not a deserted island but a remote (laughs) island living off the grid and then creating a laneway that was muddy most of the time so people couldn't get there and I also felt like I was it was great everything was was going really well until and still things told me that I really needed more community and Mm -hmm. And one of the, the chapters in my book is called the, the Man Who Couldn't See the Writing on the Wall Because the Elephant in the Room Was Too Big. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a mouthful. But what, that was my whole experience of, of spending a lot of time alone in a cabin, sometimes for weeks, not quite three months. But again, feeling like, wow, this is the answer to life. But um, knowing that interaction was, was critical for the uh, evolution of my own soul and, and my purpose in life. So. Yeah, I also feel like it's a home and, and an amazing opportunity to express those together. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I've mm-hmm. never been able or chosen to be isolated. I come from an incredibly large East Indian family who are very diverse in beings and thoughts and attitudes and been very close and immersed in those relationships my entire life. And so navigating what is me and how do I create space and how do I create my authentic way without becoming a part of that um, that ethos and how do I create the connection and value for the differences as well as value for how connected everybody is which is a great thing Um, it's been a great learning for creating community because there are just so many differences we're always together for generations Um, to learn that that balance, uh, and Ben has had the opportunity to culture come. shock. <laughs> I would say from being alone in the woods to a big fat Indian family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and it, it's to me it speaks to. Um, I was thinking when you were talking, Jocelyn, about sort of the idea of consent and how. Um, you know, we, we do live in, in a lot of the capitalist kind of philosophy is really based on individualism and kind of growth and individual success. Mm-hmm. And so 
how do we respect that that is a big part of our cultural existence and also recognize that we have impact and so how do we learn how to get consent for our impact or, or how do we know how do we learn how to have, take responsibility when we've harmed um, and those were just skills I, I really didn't learn I, I, I knew that it was good to have good impact and so I tried to have good impact and I was so unequipped at how to handle any type of like any type of kind of conceptually negative or harmful impact that I just like couldn't acknowledge it. I couldn't, I couldn't receive feedback about it. I couldn't, I would just run away. I couldn't be a part of it. I was always kind of needing to stay. Okay, I gotta find a spot where I'm doing good again. Um, and so that's something that's important to me too is like how do we also just like have a safe space to practice some of these skills where we could potentially be able to share with each other when, when we've experienced pain or harm in relationship and um, that it's not something that we have to run away from. It's a, just a type of conversation and yeah. there's repairs that can be made. I'm always shocked in my p clinical practice that the relationship that I create with patients belongs in my mind in a community with mm. elders, with aunts, with cousins. Because really what you're creating is that opportunity for deep reflection and openness about your process and having somebody be able to react so that you can see, oh, that didn't go over well, to repair and to realize the relationship can continue. And so much of the work of healing is exactly that. It's not these strategies, it's helping somebody realign to the place they were through relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's sad that in some ways that we have to do it in that format uh, because our communities don't create that in some ways as much. Yeah. Well, I think it's so deeply ingrained in the culture and what you said, Misha, about individual success versus group mm. is, is so paramount in the challenges that a lot of men face because we have to do it on our own mm. and I, I bring sports in as again as another example because I and really I've, I haven't been so close to sports but now that, that our son's at a certain age I have been recently but for example in in the the scoring race in the NHL for like and I'll, I'll bring it down to this that if a player has been back in the race for uh, most of the season, but at the end, if he catches up and, and then goes ahead, he automatically wins the most valuable player, even though people haven't spoken that that's the reason why. Mm -hmm. The reason is, is because he's on top and he's admired, he wins the award. And so really the way I think it could be to be much richer is to look at all the different aspects of what somebody does as a contribution as a whole that's valued by many people. And, and again, what, why give an award? Well, of course, that's the way sports are set up. But individually, I find that there's so much pressure on us, whether it's to make a lot of money, to make our mark. All of the, the people that our families talk about, um, and I'm talking about um, maybe older generations, will often remind us or tell us stories of people individually that are so mm -hmm. successful. And that does a couple of things, right? It automatically makes us reflect on ourselves, not for everybody, but for a lot of us. And then it, and it puts pressure on um, decisions of, of people around us because we hold that inside, that frustration. So that's another, I think, a really good, um, important conversation to have that will 
and maybe is is coming to head with the anxiety that so many young people are experiencing right mm -hmm. now in life because it is really hard to get ahead whether it's buying a home or any kind of measures that we've had all along all along that deem you successful they're they're unattainable so what are young people to do now and we're competing against ever more people as our population right. expands. Right. And, and what you're saying, Ben, brings up a, another uh, thing that we've sort of touched on at some point, but this idea of elitism, mm -hmm. like the getting ahead. The educated right. elite are the ones talking about consciousness. Everybody else is doing the work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this privilege we have to sit around the table at lunchtime mm -hmm. and have this conversation. And, and this is another... I think aspect of consciousness that I want to explore because I think my brother who sits on a tractor in solitude is a great meditator mm -hmm. and a very wise man and has a relationship with the earth that blows my mind. He just has a sense of the weather, mm -hmm. you know, better go round the clock tonight, feels like something's coming. They're not reporting it, but you know look at those stars, I bet it's going to rain, or, you know, just like this mm. kind of, and a deep, deep knowing, and, and uh, he's so in tune with the cycles, and it's like, well, it could be like this for about three years, you know, or just, mm -hmm. just this sense that is wisdom that's all but lost to us, mm. you know, who farms like that anymore, you know, and, and yeah. so... There are pockets of people everywhere. And so I want to be sure that when we say we're having a conversation about consciousness, this means that everybody has a voice in this conversation. And it's not about the words you use or the background you have yeah. or the size of your family or, you know, any of this. It's just really this this gorgeous conversation that is all of us mm -hmm. and that what we're after here is we're each individual human beings but what we're after is the one organism of humanity right mm -hmm. I really am aware of that the conversation about the bridge the bridge mm -hmm. between this world that we live in which has structures that some of us like and some of us don't and deep awareness with ourselves and our own alignment. And I feel like sometimes we go so far one way that we lose all connection to the world and the structures that exist and we don't we don't graft or take or connect to it at all. Or we go so far into capitalism that we don't connect with the alignment of spirit or our connection to ourselves. And so what is that bridge? What is that balance? How do we talk about that? with the awareness that everybody comes to it with a different path, whether it's a different religious path or a different spiritual path, a different calling. You can come through it through music. You know, you can come through it through in the environment. And we come through it with different types of conversations. Some people just are that way, never talk about it. Mm -hmm. My dad's like that. Your brother is like that. And others get to have that conversation so we can name and explore and understand it and bring it into ourselves. Yeah. And and so that we are holding that breath when we talk about consciousness. That's exactly it. That the, the bridge is through the breath and then through all different modalities 
helping people release from their, their minds and their brain's mm -hmm. control. So those two things together are the first parts of, of getting somebody to be a lot more aware and open to exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and I, for me, I, this, this sort of story that's coming to mind for me as you guys talk about this is like one of the leaders of my, of my childhood was um, a, a rowing coach. And, um, and there's a way that, you know, I didn't grow up with, with religion or with any, with, you know, I had lawyers, so I kind of knew about the philosophy of, of, you know, taking care of society. Um, I, I definitely had a lot of awareness about that and protecting um, the society that we lived in. Um, but there was a way that this coach um, spoke to me about me and my experience, my inner experience. Um, and to me, that's what consciousness is about. It's about me being able to have relationship within myself, mm. with all that's inside there. Um, and, and, there's a, and there's a way that I guess it was so painful for me to lose that connection that when I stopped playing that sport I went to university and all of a sudden I was left like with just academia as my sort of guidance I had no heart so, to guidance. So was it an outside <clears throat> influence or was it the act of exercise and breathing and calmness that allowed you to access? It was inside? probably all those things because even as Jocelyn you talk about riding the tractor we, we rode outside, and so I was always watching the sky at night to figure out what I would wear to practice the next day. Mm -hmm. I read Sky at Night, Sailor's Delight. Like, I mm -hmm. had these little sort of acronyms that I would be trying to kind of relate with the weather that way. Um, and so it was probably, it was all of those things, and then to have some leadership, I guess, um, and with a lot of vulnerability, because this person had gone the path before me. They had they'd been a professional athlete and so they spoke to these things from their experience and they shared that with me mm. and I think there's a way that I'm I'm always kind of looking to recreate because that was my experience of that type of intimacy um, and so I would hope that that there's a that that's part of kind of what this community can be about as well is that it's like it is this home where I could I really felt like this person's like nervous system was stable and strong and I could sort of surrender in it and I don't know if I can do that for somebody but I think together we can I think that's really beautiful and I think that that's why there has always been a tradition of teacher and student and nobody knows everything but in all of my life I have sought important and powerful teachers who um, some have been with me for a very short time and some for a long time but um, you know and, and again the idea that I can put my hand in someone's hand and they will help me and I can turn the other hand and help someone else mm -hmm. you know that we can be part of the bridge yeah and as we say even through the conversation each of you reminding me of things about myself, places inside myself that want to be touched. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and if you think of the physical construction of a bridge, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of people, mm. and you just don't <laughs> plunk a bridge down. Yeah. So doing it together is, is a much better um, possibility and, and uh, you know, joy in the process. There we go. Yeah. <laughs>
So I'm mindful of our of our time. It's ten ten after. Is that? I think we're coming through? up to a commercial break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> commercial break. Well, this has just been lovely. I'm so glad that we got to do this, and um, and hopefully um, we'll see the chronology of how we share this. But we think this is something that we now offer. Yeah, you know, this I love is, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is something Thank that we we'll share. So thanks for the space, yes. the recording. Thanks for lunch and tea. (laughs) Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Wow. I'm so grateful to get to share this conversation with you all. I hope that you've enjoyed listening in. And I'm really looking forward to collaborating and co-creating through this process with all of you. And I would look forward to whoever is in Southwestern Ontario, Canada next week. Please join us for our gathering on Sunday, um, April 15th at 1 p.m. You can find out more information about that at our our meetup page of Conscious um, Community Cafe London or our Facebook group. And we hope to record the session live and we'll be able to share some insights that we gained through that gathering as well. Um, So we just look forward to sharing this with, with you all. Thank you.